a year ago, I think we were at like 800K, like um, I think like 700K, 800K in ARR. Got it. So maybe $60,000 per month. So you've more than 3X year over year. Yeah. I mean, hopefully next year we'll 5X. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Siavash Mahmoudian. He's the co-founder and CEO of Tribe, a customizable online community platform serving SMBs. Now before this, he was co-founder and CTO of Breezio, an online community software used by organizations like NASA, the state of Maryland, and other enterprise and government organizations. Siavash, are you ready to take us to the top? Of course. I'm excited. I'm excited you're here too. So tribe.so is the link. We were just sort of talking about one of your competitors, Circle. Is that the right, that's the space you're playing in? Am Am I on the spot? So I think like Circle mostly uh, targets the creators. In our case, like we mostly target businesses. So it's a little bit of overlap on like the outcome and what we do. However, when it comes to the audience that we are tackling, it's a little bit different. So what's an example of a feature that you might build that Circle would never build because you're focused on businesses and they're focused on creators? So in general, first of all, like uh, the idea behind Tribe is that we are a platform that is very customizable, extensible, and embeddable into other products. So we usually like target people that already have a product uh, that is out there, and they want the community to be in the user's journey of their audience inside the product. So that's one of the main differences. And also when it comes to extensibility, like we focus a lot on building apps on top of Tribe. So Tribe handles all the hard stuff like feed notifications, analytics, moderation, member segmentation, and all those things. And everything else is an app built on top of Tribe. And it's very simple for others also to customize our platform. Now, when we go to the apps, for instance, amplitude integration, is something that is important for businesses because they want better analytics, as an example. Or mm-hmm. we can say like, I don't know, Salesforce or Pipedrive in- integrations where they can easily like uh, integrate the community with their CRM and all so those. Siavash, how much do you overlap with someone that's leading community at a business and that person's role is to activate community members into like trials for the actual business? In other words, Commsource sort of playing in the space mm-hmm. a little bit. Do you overlap with that kind of analytics as well? So again, because we are a platform, the good thing about it is that somebody else can come and build an app on top of Tribe and say, like, I want to integrate like your audience on Slack or Twitter and bring it to this community platform. So we mm-hmm. see like products like that as like some sort of like feature that can be added to Tribe. Again, the idea is like we should be very customizable and we want to the same way that, for instance, in iOS, there is a better app, but a third party person can build a better, better app on top of iOS, that's the exact same thing that we see it. So we build all these integrations. So we have like Q&A or events and all those sort of things, but somebody else can build actually a better one if they want. Understood. 
Well, look, one of our heroes is Nathan Barry. Again, we love bootstrappers. And we know that Haley Chamberlain, who leads Content Community ConvertKit, uh, is a big fan of Tribe. So uh, I'm excited to learn more here. Help us understand pricing. What's the average company paying you to use the technology per month? Yeah, so we have like three different plans as we speak, uh, other than the free. So first of all, everyone can start with free, up to 100 members. You can do whatever you want, basically. And then after that, we have the plus plan, which is more focused on smaller businesses or maybe individuals who have like some sort of course and those sort of things. So creators can actually kind of land in that plan as well. Then we have the premium plan where it starts from uh, like it's around like uh, $200, $190 per month. So uh, in, in that plan, usually it's for businesses that want single sign on and more integration. How many members the can they have? Uh, they can have like on the plus, they can have up to 10,000 and on premium, they can have up to 100,000. And Got if it. you so are bigger than that. Bucks, 200 bucks a month for that. Yeah. Yeah. I see. That feels really cheap. If I'm running a community with a hundred thousand people in it, I'm like IBM and I should be paying you like 200 grand a year, not two grand a month. Well, if you're an IBM, you will need some of the apps that we have. For instance, you need like, actually, IBM is a customer. So we have like five or six deals with them. Uh, And in those cases, usually you want like SAML integration and higher like security levels. So the, the pricing is not only limited by number of members, it's also the use case. So there are some apps that are available on like different plans that you can actually uh, utilize those. Got it. So, so as you upsell example, based off number you... of members and also application access. And so with those kind of upsells, Siavash, what's the largest customer paying you today? What's like your highest ACV? Is it like 100 grand, 200 grand? Yeah, it's around like uh, more than 100 grand is wow. the highest ACV. Yeah. Okay, really interesting. Give us the backstory here. When did you launch the company? Yeah, yeah so we launched Tribe actually three years ago. The story actually starts... I mean... I'm a technical CEO at Tribe. Started programming when I was like nine or ten. Uh, How old are you today? Right now, I'm like 33. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, I built actually a dating app. I'm originally Iranian. I built a dating app back in my home country. It was used by 400,000 people, and uh, I was. So that means you're married. Did the dating app work on you, or are you still single? Well, I didn't find my spouse. You didn't find true love, huh? other, uh, uh, through that, but actually I found like two of my co-founders through the next uh, app that I built. But the funny thing is that I was underage to use my own app. I was like 17 <laughs> and then I needed to be 18 for the dating app. Then I built like this Yahoo Messenger where it connected like experts to Yahoo Messenger together. It was a chatbot. And I found actually my co-founders through that. So I know them like from a long time ago. But so basically. what year did you officially launch Tribe though? 2018? So we launched Tribe at the end of like, yeah, 2018. And then the idea was, yeah. So the the story behind it was that, um, well, I immigrated to the States like around like 10 years ago, a little bit more than that. And um, well, one of the companies that I founded there was Brizio, as you've mentioned, and the initial customers were like larger organizations. At some point, like it became like, a custom shop for these large organizations because when NASA comes in and says like we want this little button somewhere like it's really hard to tell them so no. it was more like an agency then uh, it's still a startup it's still active actually and um, well but it's not as easy to change it for the need so the thing is that every single community is unique and we talk about that a lot um, like you can be like 
similar to classroom and like, I don't know, a church and uh, I don't know, a meetup where you need like different venues and different setup for it. Communities is exactly like that. Online communities is like that as well. So you need like different environments. And what I learned at Breezio was like, if you want to tackle this market, we must be a platform. So it is customizable. So people can actually customize it to their needs if they want. And the other thing was like, they, it should be embeddable because, um, well, you have already a product. You don't want, for instance, to have like this community platform and then your product to be separate things. You want it to be inside that. So that's the reason that we built actually Tribe around three years ago with my two co-founders, basically. Got it. And now when you launched, did you guys split equity equally or no? Split what equally? E equity. Oh, equity. Uh, so... When we launched, yeah, of course, uh, it's uh, the equity with my co-founders, you mean. So 33, 33, 33%. So it's almost that. It's okay, almost, okay. Well, well, you have like 10% on like the ESOP for your yep. employees, of course. And then, yes, the equity is almost split uh, like similarly. I see. And did you, so your ESOP pool is 10%. Now, have you guys bootstrapped or did you raise capital? So initially we bootstrapped, um, basically we did raise a pre-seed round, but it was just to get some of our friends that uh, we thought like should be involved in How like, much was that? Shopify and all those things. So the, the pre-seed round was insignificant, was very small in general, and it was a convertible note. But well, What's small though? I mean, are we talking 100,000 or 500,000 yeah, or what? Yeah, some, no, 100,000, something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah. But then, um, well, we faked a lot of things on the first version of Tribe. Now we built like the new version. So in the first version of Tribe, um, we basically had an app store. Um, excuse me. Well, see, Vash, hold on. Let, let's go back to your product in a second. Let me stay on the equity just for one extra okay, minute here. Sure, so you did, you did the 100,000 pre-seed to get things going. You're faking a lot of stuff before you rebuilt it. Now, did you do a more recent round or is 100,000 all you've raised? No, we did another round as well. So the 100,000 round, to be honest, like when we raised like our pre-seed round, we already had money. We didn't need money. And we, when we raised our seed round last year, um, we had like 500 grand in our bank. So we didn't mm -hmm. use that pre-seed. Again, we didn't need money uh, at that time. The reason was just to involve people there. Yep. Then our seed round was led by Bessemer and CRV. It was uh, $7.5 million dollar. Uh, seed round basically. And, and that was last year? That was last year. Yeah. I see. So 7.5 million raised. And what valuation did you guys target on that? Well, it's not public. Uh, is it okay if we don't share it? Yeah, you don't have to share it. Um, I just yeah. always, you know, you know, I, I don't want to promote on the show people just raising capital at all costs because then you end up slaving for 10 years, maybe with the opportunity for upside in the future. So I, I am curious how you think about dilution. Yeah, of course. Actually, it's okay. Let's actually share it. So we okay. raised, uh, yeah, it was on a $43 million post money valuation. 42 posts. So you guys sold what? 43, about 20% yeah. 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 of the company? Around 20. Yeah. Yeah. And did that feel right to you at the time? Yes, I think uh, it felt right. And the reasoning behind it was, again, we faked lots of stuff. Now we wanted to build real... That I love real that you admit that, by the way. I love that you admit that you faked a bunch of stuff. I think that's great. Uh, of course. Like we had like App Store... And the app stores technically were like feature flags where you can enable and disable apps. Like it so it's like, it's like, it's basically a wait list. Like, do you want the intercom app? And if your wait list got big enough, no, you actually we actually build the apps. intercom. Like, actually, we had 50 apps uh, on the first version. And interestingly, 33% of it was built by our community. 
Like actually our community translated the first version of Tribe into 33 different languages. Why, why can't I see that? Well, I can't see those at when I go to your apps page right now, I see Google Analytics question and answer discussion. Because right We're now it's the new version. So we launched our new version a few months ago, but on the first version, like we had like 50 apps basically. I see. Yeah. Okay. And so then, you eliminated it. You eliminated a bunch of them then. So we rewrote the whole thing uh, from get-go because we wanted to become a platform first company. Now I see. I, I usually don't do that, just like rebuilding the whole thing. You usually like take things uh, out and then replace them one by one. But the idea was like the first version was to just get to promise market fit. Building something that everyone actually loves to use. And we got that. Like many people want actually a platform that is customizable, extensible, and, and uh, like being embedded. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. How many customers are you working with today? Yeah, of course. Like we have around like a hundred thousand communities built on tribe so far. Uh, and every single day, we have around like 200, 300 new communities being built on track. Those are free signups, which is great though. How many are paying? So we, we have uh, around like uh, a thousand paying customers uh, right now as we speak. That's not um, horrible. I mean, that's a 1% conversion rate from premium to paid. That's not bad. Yeah. And to be honest, like it will be way bigger than this uh, in the future. Again, we faked a lot of stuff. Right now, the product that we have out, um, well, it has all the infrastructure and everything to build apps on it. Now it's the time to just customize it, release like new themes, like making sure we have the, we can actually build presets similar to Notion and Miro, so people actually can start their community very simply. And Siavash, can I do the math there? A thousand communities paying two hundred dollars per month would mean you guys are doing about two hundred thousand dollars per month in revenue right now. Kind of. Yeah, it's, it's very okay. close. Yeah. <laughs> and where were you guys, if you're around there today, where were you exactly a year ago? Do you remember? Um, a year ago, I think we were at like 800K, like um, I think like 700K, 800K in ARR. Got it. So maybe $60,000 per month. So you've more than 3X to year over year. Yeah. I mean, hopefully next year we'll 5X. Yeah. That's incredible. And now take me back one more year into 2019. Do you remember what you finished 2019 with revenue-wise? I think like we were like very small, like the almost insignificant uh, thing. So the funniest story is that when we co-founded Tribe, actually from no product, so we, had, we didn't have a, anything. It was just an idea. I built like the prototype in two weeks and then my co-founders started selling and marketing it. And in four weeks after that, we had actually $1,500 in revenue, which in monthly. So five customers who was willing to pay us like $300 a month in like six weeks. And we didn't have a bank account. So then we actually co-founded 
picked a name, co-founded the company and collected the money. So well, the growth between 2019 and 2020 must have been impressive because you're basically, you know, $800,000 run rate, but you raised it a $42 million valuation. I mean, that's like a 50x multiple. So yeah. I mean, the that's all accurate. The multiplier was very high. Yeah. yeah. The multiplier and was very high. That's incredible. I mean, uh, you, you can say that's really good or really bad. You're either now you have to grow into the valuation to avoid a down round, yeah. but also it's, it's a great partner and it's a lot of money to invest. To be honest, like um, we, we wanted to raise like way less than that, but um, actually we had like eight term sheets. We closed the whole round in two weeks. So it was a very nice story. I, I think I had like around 130 meetings in that uh, two weeks, basically. So back to back 30 minutes meetings. And without like COVID, I think that wasn't possible because I had to like fly around and do all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Are you guys crazy. raising right now? Um, right, not right now. We have enough money. I think uh, we want now the product market fit. So again, we had the promised market fit. We have something that when we show to anyone, they want to buy it and they want to use us and they cheer for us. But I think the product we need we need to build all these apps and all those things before we get uh, we get to our next round, basically. That makes sense. Talk to me a little bit more about how you've structured the team. How many are full-time today? So we have around like 37 people. Okay. Uh, how many engineers? Half of it is engineers and product. Okay. That's amazing. Okay. So call it like yep. 15, 20 are engineers. What are the rest yep. do? So we have like CS team and sales team. We're an inbound company in general. We don't have any outbound. And people... and Believe it or not, like say 60-70% of our reach is organic. We don't pay anything for it. What so does that mean say, though? When people say organic, to me, what I hear is that people don't understand how they get it. So they just call it organic. How are you driving organic? Is it a powered by content button? Content. Okay. Mm, content strategy. So you search for community platform, like you're you're there at the first page, mostly in most companies, uh, countries like number one, alternatives to Facebook group, all those things. So we rank pretty well. We we spent a lot of time writing really good content. Mm -hmm. And the content are like content that, uh, I mean, I really believe in, like uh, I use it. So it's not just uh, generating content, it's generating like really valuable. What about webinars? You guys are doing a lot of webinars. Yeah, we do webinars as well. We did one with Richard uh, Millington, another one with like, it, like, like the next one is with uh, Juno Bacon. So we were doing like uh, lots of those as well. Those are very good. How many educating. people sign up on average for the webinar? Around like thousand. And how many actually show up? Around like uh, three, four hundred. So yep. and, and what do you up. do on the webinar with them? Uh, well, it depends on the subject of the webinar, basically. So uh, and also the guests. So mostly we just facilitate the guests. And the idea is like building a community is like 10% around technology. It's 90% around like building sense of belongingness and all those things, right? So we need to educate our customers as much as we can. And these webinars are for education. We don't look at them as lead generation. We look at them that we want to educate we want to actually make sure everyone understands like what's the value of a comp community for a company and how so what, the what's the call to action at the, the end the last three slides do you, do you sell them on something do they book a demo what's the call to action yeah usually it's like uh, if you need more help like book a demo or things of that sort uh, we also promote our guests if they have a book or something they can also promote that interesting churns critical in a SaaS company what does your guys' churn look like today so again, because we have a promise market fit and not a product market fit, um, we have like, um, I would say um, it depends on our plan. So on enterprise, almost 
we have a plan called Enterprise as well. Uh, I think we were caught off there. It's for larger organizations, for instance, like Asus, like IBM, Pipedrive, ConvertKit, and all those sort of like customers that we have, like Tim Hortons. Uh, so for these customers, the churn rate is very minimal. Almost, I cannot say 0%, but it's very minimal. Uh, because but when you look at revenue churn, though, across your whole base trailing 12 yeah. months, what would you say that is, gross revenue churn annually? So um, right now, actually, it's pretty high. If you get it like for everyone, it's like around like 30%, something like that. Um, and there are many different reasons. Most of it actually comes from our plus customers, which are like kind of creators. That's another reason we are focusing more on businesses because for plus, for creators, well, they just say to be like- clear, though, the 30% yeah. churn you just told me, that's not logo churn, that's revenue churn, correct? That's revenue, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have expansion revenue that makes up that 30% churn that's gap? That's another thing that uh, the, in the first version of Tribe, like we didn't have that much of expansion. So you could just change, switch between the plans. Now in the new pricing, we have- uh, the, an expansion that we are actually trialing, which is like the number of admins that you have. So mm -hmm. we will actually expand. So it depends. The, the reasoning behind it is that larger companies will have more admins. So if you want to see like read, for instance, internal notes, if you want to see like Zendesk tickets next to like these discussions, if you want to have like that sync between like Salesforce and other stuff, right? So the idea is like, the people who have access to these are considered as seats and we are going to expand based on the seat. Do you have expansion so revenue yet or is it too early? Yes, we do have expansion. Actually, many of our customers actually start with more seats than uh, the limits that we have. So Can you quantify time, that though? What was expansion over the past 12 months? So, well, uh, I cannot do give a good number to you because we just launched our new version and new okay. pricing. So it's like uh, three months of data. But yeah. uh, right now, with the historical data that we have, the churn rate is way less on the new product. Uh, so that's a good sign. And we have you know what net released. dollar retention is? Yeah, of course. Is yeah. That so about our 100? net dollar retention right now is uh, lower than hundred percent, which is a problem that we are fixing. That's so, well, that's why that's why yeah. I'm digging here, right? So yeah, like, that's, yeah. That's got to be a big red flag. But you guys are, are working on it. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, the version two, the whole point of it. Well, you cannot get above net hundred percent net dollar retention when you don't have expansion, because the well, only you thing already that said you already you already told me though that you upsell based off number of members and number of apps, and now you're adding on number of admins to give you more leverage to drive expansion. Correct. Correct, but in each plan, the idea is that you should be able to expand under each plan. So in the previous version, when you were on Plus, the only way you could expand was go to premium, right? So that was the only way you could expand, which does not like make a ton of sense. The idea of the new product and the new pricing is that under each of these plans, you should be able to expand, right? So if you're on premium, you can stay on premium because that's your persona. You're a business. You're a small and medium-sized business, right? And then as you grow in the size of the company, you will grow with us. So that is the idea. As you get more value, you will actually get that. And that is the idea. That's why I'm saying that the previous version didn't have expansion because you yeah. don't change persona that often. Like you don't become from a middle-sized company to a really large company that often. And yeah, yeah. for that reason, I mean, we knew that this is a net dollar retention is a problem. And with the new pricing, we think like we can actually fix that and become like more than like 110, 120%. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another thing that we need before raising our next round. I, 
I would agree. I would 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, the, the highest multiple, like in the seeds, like based off the interviews I've done in the past, like three weeks, the folks that are getting the highest multiples on their series A rounds are not the ones going revenue the fastest. It's the ones that have the highest net dollar retention, you know, 120, 130%. So I would completely yeah. agree with that. Before we wrap up here, what does your family think about this? So interestingly, the first users of that prototype that I talked about were my family. So it was my mom, my father, my spouse, like the first users that used it. And it was initially a Q&A site about something that we thought like was cool. So we started with that. And to give you an idea, my father can barely use a remote control. Uh, for the TV. So he's not tech savvy at all. Like he's not, but he was actually getting in and typing with the iPad on all those things. So when I saw like, Hey, the prototype, like my father can use it. I was like, okay, uh, now it's working. So um, they are, um, I believe super supportive. Um, My wife actually was the first employee of the company. Just oh, amazing. an idea. So, and she's still with us. Uh, she handles like uh, the, uh, she's in the customer success team and helping us a lot with the product. So the cool thing is that initially um, Ellie, my wife uh, in the CS team, when we had, I, I think the closest loop between customers and product engineering, because my wife was there and then there were some days like, Hey, hey Sarah, you're, you're literally you. sleeping with that feedback loop. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So the, the idea was like, Hey, I, I won't talk to you on until you fix this bug. So <laughs> this funny. was like a very interesting initially. It's a little bit hard to, uh, many people ask us like, uh, how do you work uh, with your wife? Like, is that uh, for us right now is easy. It's a little bit, hard to learn from it and learn where like is how she, is she there in your same room at her yeah, desk no, in her in her room so we have like two offices yeah so this ah, is like okay. my office she has her own office i think talking Amazing. to the customer right now see this is a great story we're out of time though. let's wrap up with the famous five number one what's your favorite book so my i really like homo sapiens yeah, uh, number two. so that's yeah and anti-fragile one. that's another one i really like. number two is there a ceo you're following or studying um, of course, like the, the, I think most common one is like Elon Musk. So I'm looking into like, uh, what they're doing, uh, the, that's, um, I think the common answer. Number three, but, what's your favorite yeah. online tool for building tribe besides your own? For building what? For building the company. For building the company. Okay. The favorite tool I would say, mm, I really like what notion is doing. Notion. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Depends. Um, like from four to six okay. hours. And we know you're married. You're 33 years old. Do you guys have any kids? No, not yet. No kids. All right. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, I think when I was 20... That's a very good question. A lot of things does not matter as much as we care for. Like yeah, that that's I think like we take things really hard and really seriously, but the idea is like how can we have like the most amount of impact in this world? And if you think about that thing, like you won't get sad about anything, I think. Guys, a community management platform for 
businesses launched in 2018. They broke $60,000 a month in revenue exactly a year ago, now doing over $200,000 a month in revenue, raised $100,000 from their friends and family in 2019 before doing a $7.5 million seat at a $42 million post-money valuation in 2020. Now scaling. They want to, they got promise market fit is what they call it. Now working on product market fit, serving over 1,000 customers who pay on average 200 bucks a month. Siavash, thank you for taking us to the top. Of course. Thank you so much for having me here.